The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. <gasps> oh, my God! Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello, or good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening, Jimmy. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic (laughs) TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know, Mm -hmm. we take the episode. Oh, yeah. We break it down. All the damn time. We make out with it in front of the entire family completely unaware of social boundaries all for you the listener exactly on today's episode we will look at the tv movie a very brady christmas part three this is our mm. part three it's not part three of the movie mm-hmm. but it's part three of the movie oh they haven't they haven't even made a part two yet no but if you haven't watched the movie please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing you don't yeah. have to but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do a very Brady Christmas is available to stream nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Not even to buy. No. Not even to rent. You no. had to stream it off of archive.org. Oh, so so it is available to stream somewhere. Oh. You know, like a liar. Hmm. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> but of course, this episode is brought to us by Jim, Jim Larison. Larison. <laughs> there you go. I think it's about as close as Jim's going to get to an actual theme song. But I had, I had a dream the other night that I, I did it um, like TikTok style where I made like, where I sang all three parts of it and made like um, like a harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then recorded it and everything. And I used my, my keyboard to make the little ding. You know. Yeah. You had a dream about Jim Larson? I did. No, I had a dream about singing to Jim Larson. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. better. That's better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's way less creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, how was your week? Uh, it was well, it was an ordinary week. It wasn't too bad. Been training in a new area at work, so it's been a little stressful, but that's okay. It's all right. Hey, me too. Ain't nothing but a thing. Chicken wing. Still going through training for my new department, which is, you yeah. know, really, I don't know if you want to say irony. It's not irony, but it's just funny how our lives parallel once again. That's weird because our lives never parallel. <laughs> you know, I'm like 850 miles away from you, but yet we do the exact same job. Exactly. <laughs> we do be doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun, yeah. though, because now we can talk shop as if like we work we together. Can, yeah. All those years of me blabbing, you're just like, oh, I get it. I get oh, it. I get oh, it. Oh, oh. Remember that one thing you said like 15 years ago? I, I totally get that now. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like say like say something that only me and you would understand. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like still quoting from fifteen years ago. Um something you mean you would only I mean you're better at this than me. You you, you do it. Yeah, don't you hate it when you're trying to place an SOT and you have it at 180 degrees instead of zero and it won't pass vision? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what SOT is, but the rest of it I totally get. <laughs> 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 or don't funny. you hate it when you're you know um this um thing and like the polarities aren't i don't know 
And SOT 23 is, you know, those little black parts. I'm holding my hand up like, like, <laughs> but it's, it's a little black part. It's got three legs on one side, two on the other. Uh, we have them where there's two in one. Same thing. Uh, same thing. Yeah. It's, that's a, yeah, that's a three legged diode, but an SOT 23 has three legs on one side, two on the other. I'm sure we have some of the three and <clears throat> two also. You'll see them eventually. Yeah. You'll be like, Hey, that's yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, AOI, am I right? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Thank God for them, for it, Amen. for that. that damn solder paste. You know, <laughs> my my solder paste is like not on point. Like somebody else, like my trainer, will come over and mm-hmm. like put solder paste down, and it fo- it fucking looks like a work of art. Yep, and then yeah. <laughs> I put it down. It all looks like a fucking toddler did it. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (sighs) With me, like I had one of the old school guys come up to me because the place I used to work at, we didn't use containers of paste. We we used an entire head that just spit it out automatically. But some of these old school guys, like they they sit there and stir that shit for like ten minutes. No exaggeration. Like they stir a lot fluxo in there right yeah like they really really start for like 10 minutes and then put it on and yeah. i finally saw him doing it he's like you don't start this long i was like hell no i started for like 30 <laughs> seconds that's it he's like no you need to try it wow what a difference See, Holy that's where i thought i was messing difference. up i think that's yeah. why i'm messing up too because yeah the, the the old guy that taught me the first time is you're like you really gotta stir this but don't like yep. over don't put air in or anything oh wait a minute like, you use you use lead free don't you lead free yeah that's why, because that lead-free stuff is a lot thicker than the regular. If you use the tin lead, oh. that stuff is really thin. It's like it's like frosting. Yeah, you got to stir that shit for like twenty minutes. Yeah, he's like you got to stir it. You know, he's like, but don't like put air in it. Don't stir it that much, but just right. kind of fold it. And you know, I'm like, okay. So now I'm just like, that's good enough. Let's paste it. You know, <laughs> like no. I don't stir it uh, that much. Gotta, I agree with him. You got to stir that. It's in the green container. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got to stir that for a long time. Is it indium or do you know what kind you're using? I don't remember. Oh, okay. <clears throat> this must be super exciting for the listeners. <laughs> we may have to so cut all this There's out. an example of our work talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> we may have to cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, so Christmas is coming. Goose is getting fat. And uh, yeah, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> hi Yeah. Yeah. Do you, well, this is what everybody, I know everybody's been wondering this all week. I know it. Okay. I know we probably got. 50 emails about this asking. <laughs> okay. Is your tree decorated? <laughs> is my tree decorated? It's Christmas time, Jimmy. Right? No, it's not yet. <laughs> we're going to, I mean, yesterday I brought it up, you're like, look at this guy over here, Dick. Of course, what am I doing this weekend? I'm trying to act like I never decorated my well, tree. Today's Friday, Jimmy. It's not this weekend yet, is it? <laughs> Technically. <laughs> we just said it last Friday. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean the tree's up. I put it up last week, last weekend. Right. Listen, no, last week we had a little bit of banner where you I brought up your Christmas tree not being decorated, and you're like, "I'll yeah. decorate this weekend, man." God damn, I just put it up. So yeah, I know everybody I was dying to it. Just don't have it. It's it's. I'm just not feeling Christmas this year. Hmm. And it's not. And normally I love Christmas time, and I still do, but I'm just you know. Kind of, I'm down and out, as Mickey would say. Okay. Yeah. We were just curious if you really set up your tree or if you just set it. You know, like a liar. <laughs> no, it's up, but we are going to decorate it tomorrow. <clears throat> right on. I still haven't put the, the lights on the outside of my house yet. Yeah. I don't know that I will. I don't, my my six-year-old really wants me to. But 
Do you remember when we put lights on the roof of my old house a long time ago? <laughs> and, and I made you all nervous. <laughs> no, we also made the neighbor nervous. The neighbor guy down the street steps nice. out of his house. Man, y'all, please be careful. <laughs> yeah. I was literally point. hanging off the edge of your house. Yeah, it was frightening. Um, yeah. But, but the best moment from that day. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> now to explain to the listeners how this works. Are so, you going to talk about how you can see my balls like up through my shorts? <laughs> Not even oh, okay. a little bit. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, like so we on? had this. I have this really tall ladder that's very heavy. Right. So we had to use the ladder to get up on <laughs> the first part of the roof, which was above, how do you say it? Like above, I guess, the back porch. Yeah, right? the screen porch. Yeah. So then we pulled the ladder, reached down, and it took two of us because it's a heavy right. ladder. We reached down and pulled the ladder up to yep. that floor and then used it to get up onto the top that's of correct, the house. Yeah. So then we also had to pull the ladder up there and use it to like... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but we had needed it up there. Mm -hmm. And so now to get back down, we had to lower the ladder. Okay. Mind you, we're on a slope that's go pointing down. Right. And we have to lower this heavy ladder together lower than our feet. Yep. So it was like, it was quite a balancing and kind of very frightening. Right. And we had to lower it down to the first level. So as we're both doing this, you know, we're, we're in danger and we're like, it's making us laugh and making me laugh. Right. And I'm just like, our lives are in danger. This is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then as we're lowering it down, the weight of it almost <laughs> pulled me off. Right. But that was gonna, the way I worded it didn't help any. No, it didn't. Cause no. I was lowering it down. And I was like, Oh shit. And you're like, what? I was like, it almost jerked me off. <laughs> Now, mind you, we're holding this heavy ladder on a down slope, like, I don't know, like 35 feet above the ground. And like, and this just caught us as hilarious <laughs> and more also holding this heavy ladder. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. But spoiler alert, um, everything was okay. Nobody fell. Yes, that's true. <clears throat> and we had a we had a jolly good time. We did have a jolly good time, and the house looked great. It did. It looked fantastic. Yeah. All right, so let's take our first break. Oh, okay. Is that all right? That is all right. All right. So when we come back, we're really going to get into this and uh, find out what happens. I'm excited to see what happens next. So am I. So, okay, good. We'll be back. So this is where we take our first break, and we will be back. And this is where I take my first break to the little podcaster's room. I will be right back. <laughs> All right. Have fun, but not too much fun. <laughs> Son, is that you? Oh, wow. H hi. Tack and Jimmy, I presume? Nope. I'm just Tack. I'm... Can I help you? How did you even get in here? Dude, I told you I was in the bathroom. Who are you talking... Oh. Hi, um, who is this? The name's Frank, but my friends call me Herbie McWafflebottom. Oh, hey, Herbie. No, Herbie. Anyways, I really need your help. Let me explain. I'm an elf, and I'm here for your assistance. 
Santa came to you a couple times for help and raved about the gifts he got. This year is his anniversary of being Santa, yada, 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 and we wanted to get him something special, and I need to talk to H-E-I-C-O-G. Wait, our what? <sighs> Head elf in charge of gifts. Oh, is that all? Well, we really don't have elves. We just directed him to the website, fun.com. Yeah, I remember that, but while you're here, I've always wanted to ask this. Did any of the movies get the North Pole in the workshop right? And where do baby elves even come from? Does Santa really know all of your elf names? And when you fart, does it really smell like candy canes? No, no, I thought those were reindeer farts. But do elf boogers really taste like gingerbread? Ooh, I bet they do. Oh, I want gingerbread boogers. Right? Ooh, and is it true that tinsel comes from Santa's nose hairs? No, I thought that was the hairs from his... Can we focus, please? Get back to fun.com. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we told them about a few things on fun.com. They have ugly Christmas sweaters, and this year they've added sweaters from G.I. Joe, Lord of the Rings, and Hasbro. What do you think about that, Mr. McWaffle Iron? Ugh, it's McWaffle Bottom. But that's great you remember. You know, Santa does get cold when he watches Christmas movies. That's a good start. Do they have anything else? If you like that, then you'll also love their shoes and slippers. This year, Fun.com added Care Bears, Fraggle Rock, Labyrinth, The Nightmare Before Christmas, ooh, and even Michael Myers. Oh no, he still has nightmares about that movie. But he does love him some Fraggle Rock. Wait a minute, Santa watched Halloween? No, The Nightmare Before Christmas. They kidnapped Santa in that movie. Oh, good point. Well, this year, Fun.com added throw blankets. They have X-Men, Gremlins, The Dark Crystal, and The Princess Bride. Wow, I can see why Santa loves Fun.com. All those sound amazing. I think Santa will love them. So does Fun.com have elves I need to email or get a hold of or send a text? No, just go to Fun.com using the link on our show notes to receive 15% off your entire purchase. You guys are all right. I can see why Santa likes you. No problem at all. Hey, can you stay and do the show? Can't. It's bowling night, and tonight is two-for-one eggnog. Wait, they even have pet sweaters? Aw, Sugars is going to love that. Hey, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your gifts. Even if you do wear, should I say, questionable Halloween costumes. I'll see ya. He kind of smelled like candy canes. He did. Wait. Ew. I did have a good break. <clears throat> did you know? Like, did you? Yeah, it was. It was okay. I mean, I just hope next time you have to go number two that you'd shut the bathroom door so I don't have to see it. Well, I mean, either way, I'm still gonna bring the computer with me. So, I mean, <laughs> like you don't like that. Okay. <laughs> you shut the door if you want, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that so that nobody can hear our conversation? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. That's it. That makes more sense. Yeah, you're right. I could have been. I could have been considerate like that. <laughs> oh my god that backfired on me alright well let's get into this we okay. got the TV movie Very Birdy Christmas facts about the movie it first aired 1988 Damn. as we discussed <laughs> and Jimmy says that every week yep. written by Sherwood and Lloyd J. Schwartz nice and directed by Peter Baldwin hey 
<laughs> no, no relation. <laughs> According to IMDb, <clears throat> this was the first Brady Bunch project to have a very Brady in the title. Hmm. The second and ours one was the second. Oh, the second was Brady Mania, a very Brady special. The third, a very Brady sequel, the mm. 1996 movie. The fourth, a very Brady renovation. And the fifth, a very Brady podcast, which I added in here. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Though derided by critics and many fans of the original series, this movie has since grown into a much-loved Yuletide viewing staple, appearing on television multiple times every holiday season. Kind of like Dick Clark. Hmm. Carol Brady is revealed to have become a realtor since her children left home. <laughs> this was established during the Brady Brides. Nice oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Melvin does not return as Sam. Yeah, what's with that? Instead, Louis Arquette plays what? the role. Uh, and yes, Jimmy, Louis Arquette is related to the Arquette family. Nice. He is the father of Rosanna, Patricia, David, and Alexis Arquette. Right and on. his father and, and was father-in-law to Courtney Cox at one time. Aww. Alexis Arquette sadly passed away in 2016, yeah. as we know. And Lewis himself passed away in 2001. Hmm. So. Alexis was yeah. in um, uh, The Wedding Singer, right? Yeah. 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 She played George. <clears throat> yeah. Do you really want to hurt <laughs> me? Hmm. All right. So, if you don't remember last week... Or where we're at in the movie. Jimmy Shame here. on you. Shame oh. on you. <laughs> Jimmy here is going to remind us all where we're at. Oh, yeah. So when we last left off, the family has now all arrived at the Brady home, but they all have secrets that they are keeping from the rest of the bunch. Mm. Jane and her husband, Philip, are about to be separated. Bobby, is that because they're like fighting? <laughs> like Mike has to come in and separate him. Well, break it up, break it up, you two. Bobby has dropped out of college to become a race car driver. Hmm. Marcia's husband Wally has just lost his job, and Peter's uncomfortable with his relationship with his girlfriend Valerie. Hmm. Meanwhile, Alice is still dealing with her husband Sam, leaving her for a younger woman. Mike is having issues with his latest client that isn't following through on the suggestions he is recommending, he may lose a large client if he sticks to his guns. Mm. All right. So you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. So we fade in. Later that night, Marsha lies in bed with Wally. Ooh. Oh, no, wait. Oh. Sorry. They're in separate twin beds. Oh, no, no, sorry. sorry. Wally lies awake thinking. He sighs loudly and Marsha hears this and looks over. <laughs> Marsha reaches her hand out for him to grab. When all of a sudden, Jessica sits up between them and asks, Mom, why is it so quiet? <laughs> Marsha chuckles and says, because Mickey's not here. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Jessica says, it's nice, isn't it? Marsha's like, hell yeah. No. And lies back down. Wally says, it's too quiet. It gives me time to think about losing my job. When I think <laughs> when I think about losing my job, I worry. Wally then sits up in bed and goes on. When I worry, I get nervous. Which is just another way of saying worry. So. 
<laughs> Wally continues while kicking in bed. When I get nervous, I start grinding my I teeth. I start getting anxiety. I start getting anxious. <laughs> Which, again, means nervous. And then I get butterflies <clears throat> in my stomach. <laughs> Marcia and Jessica sit up in bed. Wally now out of bed and pacing around the room says, When I start grinding my teeth, I think about the dentist. And you know he always finds something wrong. And everything that he finds wrong always costs a lot of money. So then I start thinking about the bill he's going to send me and how I'm going to pay for all that dental work and all that dental work that I wouldn't even need if I didn't start grinding my teeth because I was worried about the job that I lost in the first place. While he sighs really big and collapses back onto his bed, Jessica looks at Marsha and says, it'd be easier to have Mickey here. <clears throat> While he goes back to sulking as Jessica and Marsha roll over to go back to sleep. Are they in the anagram? I mean, I can't figure out where they are. That's exactly what my note was too. What the what the hell room are they in? I don't know. Are they in a hotel room? Like, I think it's the Brady House. It's gotta be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because um, if you remember, Mike and Carol like set up all the beds everywhere for everyone to stay. I mean, judging by where the window is, it kind of looks like the girls' room. Sort of, kind of. Right. I sort of, kind of. I couldn't even figure it out. Right. Um. But, but yeah, my next note is his anxiety is worse than mine. Holy crap. <laughs> Jesus. And look at look at her with yeah. her silk pajamas. Marsha? Yeah. Of course, she can't have normal pajamas or, pajamas or sleep in you know, a shirt and underwear or something. She's got to have silk pajamas. She probably calls them pajamas instead of pajamas or PJs. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like the word pajamas. I just say PJs. PJs, yeah. yeah. I call mine uh, my underwear. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have... I just wear like... Sweatshirts, <laughs> oh, basketball <laughs> shorts, or something. That's all I wear. Like, I wear my PJs underneath my pants. They're called boxers. <laughs> exactly. Scene two. Meanwhile, in Jan and Phillips' room, oh, wait, they're apparently sleeping in Carol's office. Um, there's a desk in the room, and a typewriter, and a filing cabinet, and, mm-hmm. a, and a sign that reads advanced properties. In her, in her home office that nobody goes in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, Phil says, I'm not pleased about this. Jan takes a robe off and says, you think I am? My parents think a double bed is appropriate. Jan crawls into bed as Phil turns off the light and walks to the bed. He says, I don't like this any more than you do. Jan says, in that case, <clears throat> and hands Phil a pillow off the bed. Phil takes the not so subtle hint and sits in a chair at the desk to sleep, you know, because there's no floor <laughs> as he's trying to adjust the chair to make it a little bit more comfortable. He falls backwards and onto the floor. Jane just rolls her eyes. Whoa. So same note. What the hell room are they in? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it can't be the boys room because the the closet was pretty big in the boys room. And that one was a really mm-hmm. tiny little closet. I mean, I don't understand because they were trying to, this is obviously a completely different set, right? Right. They had to recreate everything. Yeah. But like, if you're going to recreate bedrooms, like shoot it from the same angle. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, like, did Mike hmm. redesign the entire upstairs? Because obviously <laughs> the, the master bedroom looks the same because they have the brickwork and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm thinking that he probably gutted the boys room, the bathroom and the girls room and just made offices and redesigned all that. I guess. Cause they already had a, a, a bathroom in the master bedroom. So they probably yeah. just took the bathroom out and made that another room or something. I don't know. 
<clears throat> that would make more sense. Or one of them might be in the editing room. Because so, that was pretty much unfinished during the episodes. So, yeah. Oh. Scene three. Out in the living room, Peter, while wearing a nightgown, <laughs> lies on the couch made up as bed. Bobby walks in and sits across from him. Peter pipes up and says, seems like old times, doesn't it, Bobby? How? They never Bobby. slept in the living room. How is that like old times? <laughs> well, if you remember the sleep caper. <laughs> Say, well, if you shut up. <laughs> um, Bobby says, just about. Peter says, hey, listen, now that we're all grown up, because that's how people talk, <laughs> do you mind being called Bobby? Bobby says, no. There have been a lot of great men named Bobby. Peter sits up and says, well, yeah, like um, Bobby Kennedy. Bobby adds, and Bobby Unzer, Bobby Allison, Bobby Rahal. Peter says, hey, those guys are race car drivers. They're hardly great men. Damn. Bobby says, what? Bobby Unzer won the Indy 500 three times. And when Bobby Rahill won it in 86, he averaged over 170 miles an hour. And Bobby Allison's dick tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but Peter pipes up and interrupts and says, all right, Bobby, all right. How come you know so much about race car drivers? Bobby thinks for a moment and just simply says, it's a hobby. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Bobby then gets up and paces. Peter says, Spend so much time with your hobby, Bobby. <laughs> That's what you should have said. <laughs> I'm surprised you have time for your studies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bobby thinks for a second and says, Peter, can I talk to you? Peter's like, I thought we fucking were. Yeah. Like, well, what? How have we been communicating? <laughs> Wait, you haven't been talking out loud? <laughs> Peter says, sure. Bobby says, I mean, really talk. <laughs> Peter says, yeah. As Bobby takes a seat on the stairs, Peter gets up in his nightgown and sits next to him. Peter asks, what's up? Bobby says, I'm not in school anymore. Peter says, what? Mom and dad are always telling me how well you're doing in school. Bobby says, they don't know. Peter thinks and asks, oh, well, when did you drop out? Bobby says, a year ago. Peter, using his bullshit detector handed down from Mike, asks, are you racing cars? Bobby says, yep. Peter smiles and chuckles. Bobby goes on, I know mom and dad would think it's too dangerous. They want me in business school adding assets and debits. Peter, now concerned for his well-being, asks, <laughs> oh, we're just getting to the well-being part. Oh, you want me to keep going? Well, it's too late. Do it again! It. Come on, I did all that with like no mess-ups. Come on, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> Peter, now concerned with his well-being, asks, what are you going to tell them? Bobby says, that's a big decision. I kind of need your advice. Peter gets up and says, Oh, Bobby, I can't even make big decisions for myself. Not decent ones, anyway. I'm wearing <laughs> a fucking nightgown, for God's sake. <laughs> nah, he didn't say that, but he should have. He should have. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby stands up and asks, 
but your career is going great, isn't it? Peter says, yeah, but I can't make up my mind about Valerie. Hmm. Bobby says, well, that's easy. I'll make up your mind for you. She's great. I'd do her. (laughs) Peter places his hand on Bobby's shoulder and says, I know she's great, Bobby. No one knows this better than I do. Bobby asks, do you want to marry her? (laughs) Peter says, yeah, but she's my boss. No, Jimmy. 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 What? 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 Oh, oh, sorry. I I heard boss. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little too into it. It was good, though. You were on top of things. I like that. Hell yeah. You're like Johnny on the spot with that shit. Damn, Skippy. Anyway, Peter goes on. (laughs) She makes more money than I do. Once they both make their way back to the sofa, they sit down as Bobby says, So. Peter admits, it bothers me. Bobby, using his business math, he says, look, if you add your salaries together and divide by two, you both make exactly the same. Peter chuckles and lies down and says, I guess you're right. Bobby goes on, and who's to say you're always going to be making less? And even if you do make less, does it really matter? Peter says, hey, wait a minute. I thought you were asking me for advice. <laughs> that sounds like a Depends commercial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, when did you become the parent? You know, <laughs> Bobby says. Sitting pretty. Sorry, it's from Big Bang. Bobby says, well, Peter, a person has to face problem head on. <laughs> Which I don't know what the hell that means. Okay. <laughs> or how it even applies. Apparently it means situation. some shit to Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter, because Peter thinks for a moment, says, you've got a point, Bobby. Wow. Maybe they're high. <laughs> and that part got cut out. And just everything is really meaningful to him. <laughs> Bobby now thinks for a second and says, yeah, I guess I do. Thanks for the advice. Hmm. hmm. So my first note is that was some of the worst acting I've ever seen on the Brady Bunch. What? That was terrible. It was horrible. Both of them. No. Hell yeah. You thought that was good? Well, then again, you you thought that dude from (laughs) Silver Bullet was good, too. (laughs) Corey Haim? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was good. Well, it was more Bobby that was bad than than Christopher Knight. I thought Chris Knight did a great job in that scene. I thought it was really good. I liked the scene. I thought it was really good. That's because you get to see see Peter in a nightgown. That's why you really liked it. Um, (laughs) I mean, so I know a lot about UFC, but... Nobody's ever thought I was a fighter. Like <laughs> Jimmy. You know what Are I mean? You fighting like, in UFC? Well, no, but like he's like, wait a minute. You know like three guys named Bobby that race cars. <laughs> Are you a race car driver? Like Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know the names of three dogs, but that doesn't make me a Pomeranian. Like it's, it's such a stupid mentality. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I caught that too. Like, what is Peter wearing? Like, that's a straight up nightgown. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Scrooge wore that. Like, in, in, <laughs> waiting for him to be visited by three ghosts. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to put a nightcap on and carry like a like a candle Cam- around, candle yeah. and a little yeah, thing. A little um, finger thing. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But I thought it was a good scene between the two guys. I thought Christopher Knight did a really good job. It was written well. I just don't think the act was very good. I don't think the writing was that great. 
No. Like, what was that line? Like, well, Peter, person oh, yeah. space problem head on. Like, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? How does that even And apply? then they both act like somebody else said it. He's like, yeah. It's like, Bobby, you <laughs> said it, man. Like, why are you acting like, <laughs> like it's so profound to you? Uh, I thought Chris Knight did really good in that scene. Right. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. Um, yeah. And Jimmy, I also wanted to ask you, too. Like, do you prefer Jim or James? You know, now that we're all grown up. I am so glad that after this long, you finally asked me that question. <laughs> Keep calling me Jimmy like I'm a damn five-year-old. <sighs> yeah, that's such a dumb question. <laughs> you know, now that we're all grown up. <laughs> like, like there's a, like they've just realized. Okay. As of noon today, we are grown up. <laughs> now that we've crossed that line <laughs> oh my god it's funny <laughs> I just don't see myself as a gym yeah because to me a gym would have like a mustache and watch football and that's just that's not me I'm not into any of that so and I don't know supports if Jim a wonderful podcast <laughs> well, I was gonna say I don't know if Jim Larrison like has a mustache or watches football but <laughs> I don't have either one of those I don't do anything one of those whatever so I don't know <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Scene four. Meanwhile, in another room, we see Cindy and Valerie getting ready for bed. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Valerie says, I always wished I had a big brother or big sister to help me work things out as they both sit on their beds. Cindy says, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I've always been the little sister and I've always been expected to do what everyone else wants. Hmm. But now I'm going to do what you want. Oh, That's what it sounded like it was going. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I do not remember that line. No, huh? you, you must have like been writing or typing. <laughs> <clears throat> Valerie says, but you have such a great family. Cindy tries to backpedal and says, oh, I know, I know. And I like being here. But I was told to come home. Nobody asked me. They told me. Oh, shit. Valerie gives an understanding smile and then says, Peter wasn't sure if he wanted me to come at all. Cindy uproars and says, well, that's not very gentleman like Valerie. You need to tell him. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cindy asks, why? <laughs> Valerie says, he can't seem to make up his mind about me. Cindy chuckles as she says, you know, he's my brother and I love him, but he's an idiot. Valerie gets defensive and says, hold on a second. You're calling the man I love an idiot. Mm. Fuck, that's such a stupid line. <laughs> Cindy says, yes, but does the idiot love you? Valerie hesitates, but says, yeah. Cindy asks, so what's the problem? Does he want to marry you? She almost says, like, does he want to marry you? Does he love you? <laughs> do I kiss you? <laughs> <laughs> Valerie laughs a little and says, Yeah. Cindy asks, so what's the problem? Valerie says, the problem is I have a higher position at the company than he does. So the idiot won't ask me. Mm. Cindy simply says, so ask him. As Valerie crawls into bed, she looks at Cindy and asks, what? Cindy says, Valerie, you're an independent woman of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you have your rights. If the idiot won't ask you, ask the idiot. <laughs> Valerie chuckles at the idea. She says, I can't do that. Cindy asks, why not? Valerie thinks about it for a second and then says, yeah, 
Why not? You know something, Cindy? People really should listen to you. Cindy looks at Valerie with some seriousness and asks, would you mind spreading the word to the rest of the family? Valerie <laughs> chuckles and says, sure. Cindy relieved says, thanks. And then she turns off the light and they both go to sleep in separate fold-out cots. Yeah, separate ones. It's yeah. kind of disappointing that. <laughs> yeah. I bet if Charles was there, she wouldn't be separate. <laughs> but what are the... He's in charge, Tech. Oh. <laughs> but Cindy, like, sometimes she gets serious. Like, because she was seriously asking, like, well, do you mind telling the rest of the family that? And, you know, Valerie's like, huh. You're so funny. Sure, sure. And she was like, seriously was like, thank you. Thanks. Valerie. No, look at Val, look at me. Thank you. Like, okay. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> anyway. So Valerie proposed look to at Peter. Me, sure. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Valerie proposing to Peter, that won't hurt his masculinity at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Not any more than already is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Terrible idea. Yeah. <clears throat> now, mind you. When I say it's a terrible idea, I don't mean that for everyone. Sure, there's some great situations where women can ask men, gotcha. In this situation, terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays it's a weird thing because, like, back in the day, it was just understood that men, like, were expected to do certain things, you know? Yeah. And that's just the way society was. But nowadays it's like, like, men are still supposed to propose and they're still supposed to pay on dates. Yeah. And they're still still supposed to ask girls out, yeah. but in literally every other area, like we can't think like that. <laughs> so that's a little right. confusing and unfair. Yeah, it's tough being a man in this world, Jimmy. It's just kind of confusing. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, if if we act with the same attitude at work as we do on a date, like we would get fired. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like I know one guy that got they got written up for holding a door open for somebody at work. Why? But if somebody was to do that, on a, if somebody wasn't to do that on a date, they would be a piece of garbage. So I just or I don't like the to, double. Or even wasn't to do that at work. I don't know. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you hold a door for anybody. I, I hold doors all the time for men and women. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I didn't like the way he was looking at my ass tack. There, I said it. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know to answer your question i have no idea i, I wasn't there hmm. but you see my point though it's kind of a double standard it's you know yeah i don't like yeah. it and i will take my soapbox and put it back in the closet <laughs> okay i think that's mike's den office right just because um, i saw little stairs in the background where the where we're oh we're, yeah i think so where the girls okay. are Valerie yeah and, yeah yeah but have you noticed that like everybody seems to be sleeping with the lights on like in the previous scene, Christopher Knight walks over and he like turns a little light off on the mantle and it, it doesn't do anything because all the lights are on. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I can't know. sleep with this one tiny lamp on. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this the first time they've met? I think like so. Valerie and Cindy, but they seem so. so friendly with each other. They seem so chummy with each other. Like, well, they've just been all day together, so I guess, now, they're, but, now they're about to sleep together. Yeah, I like yeah. saying it out loud. Hell to the hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Scene five. In the middle of the night, Phil tosses and turns in the chair that he's trying to sleep in. His moving about wakes Jan up. She gets out of bed and covers him up with a blanket. Mm. She crawls back into bed. Phil awakes and says, thanks. 
Jan says, That's okay, I'm used to it. Phil looks at her and asks, What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> what do you mean, used to it? What did you say that for? <laughs> Jan sits up in bed and says, you always fell asleep in the strangest places while you were doing research or grading papers. Hmm. Phil asks, and you'd cover me? Jan, with some very seriousness in her voice, sarcastically asks, did you think there was a blanket fairy? <laughs> did you? Seriously, I want to know. Is that what you thought? That was your rationality. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up. And there's blankets and you go, oh, it must have been a fucking blanket fairy. And you're a professor of what? <laughs> Stupidity. <laughs> so stupid. Phil's like, so you did cover me or? <laughs> so the blanket fairy's not real? Like, why'd you have to go there? <laughs> and by the way, you notice I call him Phil because of yeah. the last episode. Because Bobby called him Phil and he was like, it's Philip. He was like, oh, sorry. So now I call him Phil. Fuck that guy. Damn Fuck right. that guy with PH. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Phil says, I never really thought about it. Jan rolls over in bed, puts her back to him, and simply says, I know. Have you, did you notice how deep Jan's voice is? She's like, I know. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you didn't notice? <laughs> no, but she's hmm. always had a little bit of masculinity to her. Yeah, but uh, she sounds like she's been smoking like 12 packs a day for her whole life. <laughs> No, that would be okay, honey. Honey, you what do you think of fucking blanket fairy? Put it on you in the middle of the night, honey. That's how I still don't get why he didn't just sleep on the floor. Like, why is he sleeping in a chair? Oh, because the floor is lava. I forgot. (laughs) Silly me. Dang it. I don't know. I think I would rather sleep in a chair than on the floor at this age. But then again, Mm. if I was a young whippersnapper like him, I'd probably be okay with the floor. I don't know. It seems to be. 5,000 extra blankets floating around. So I would have just took a blanket, put on the floor, and then slept on the floor. I find a couch somewhere. I can't, all, not maybe everything's it's good taken for up. your back. Oh, plus, they can't leave because that would just sleep ruin next to the, her. It would ruin the facade. Just sleep next to her. I'd be like, no, you're the one that brought my ass to this house when I didn't want to come. You sleep yeah. on the floor. You sleep in the chair. Yeah. I didn't want to come to this nasty to house in the first place. Or stop <laughs> complaining and just let me sleep. Exactly. Next to you. Jeez, though, Pete, it's not like I'm going to try anything with you. Exactly. <sighs> Preach it, brother. Mm. When she says, like, at the end, she's like, I know. You know, because he was like, I never really thought about it. I know. Damn, I bet that felt good. <laughs> she'd been holding on to that one, too, for a while. You can tell. You know, she's like, I'm going, yeah, that hurt him. <laughs> I feel like she probably set him up for that, like, several times, but he never right. went that way. You know, it was like, I always fucking did this for you, but he didn't care. You know, and then he was just like, ah, and I was like, damn it. And, you, and if you look really closely, you can see her do like the, the elbow pump. She's just like, yes, <laughs> you can see her doing that. If you look really, you have to rewind it, but you'll see it. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, scene six. Downstairs in the kitchen. <laughs> Sorry. Wally roots through the fridge. He pulls out a fresh pie that hasn't been cut yet. And apparently thinks it's for him. <laughs> he walks over to the table as Greg enters from the family room. While he tries to hide the pie and whispers, hi. Greg flips the light on and says, he should have pointed with pie. That would have just been funny. Greg flips the light on and says, I thought I heard someone out here. Wally whispers, yeah, I couldn't sleep. 
Greg asks, why not? I got Mickey with me. <laughs> Wally, who's still trying to hide the pie, fake laughs and says, huh? Sorry. <laughs> That's my best fake laugh. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so like you got shoved in the stomach. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you want a piece of pie? Yeah, you know, when you eat yellow chocolate pudding, you have to watch out for the pudding pincher. <laughs> <laughs> Greg smiles and says, sure. Looks like one of Alice's specials. Wally chuckles and says, it is. Greg grabs the chef knife and says, here, let the doctor make the incision. Wally watches in awe as Greg cuts into the pie and says, wow, <laughs> what a professional. As Greg cuts the pie, he says, I couldn't sleep either. I'm not used to being without Nora. Just then, Peter and Bobby enter the kitchen. Peter pipes up, still wearing his nightgown, <laughs> and says, <laughs> and says, we thought we heard one of Alice's pies being sliced. <laughs> Greg just looks at Peter and says, gross. <laughs> no. Greg asks, what are you guys doing up? Bobby sits at the table and says, couldn't sleep. Peter agrees and says, yeah, the thing's on my mind. Greg slits into more of Alice's pie <laughs> and says, here. Nothing like a piece of Alice's pie to cure some insomnia. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I think Hell you do. Yeah. Peter holds a plate out and says, thanks, Doc. <laughs> I'd kill for some Alice's pie. It looks so yummy. I want to put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Man, that's so rude. Him just grabbing <clears throat> shit out of the fridge. He's in somebody else's house. <laughs> and it's an uncut pie. Yeah. Huh. Well, I better eat this before it goes bad. Like, <laughs> Man, nobody, nobody. Like cut into it. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen an uncut pie or an uncut cake in a fridge? Well, obviously you, you have to cut into it. attack, it's gonna go bad. Like nobody's well, eating. I must it. be the first one. <laughs> I can't believe nobody's cutting this cake. It's this good is. thing I'm here. They must waste a ton of food around here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, once again, Greg and that creepy ass mustache. I hate that damn thing. <laughs> um, but also, you know, everybody's attitude is just like, well, what? Alice will make another one. Okay. Alice doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> she no longer works for you. Um, I like how Greg acts like their children. He's like, the fuck are you guys doing up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny because like, because Mickey was sleeping with Greg, apparently, right. in the family room. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> when Wally was down in the kitchen, he's like, hi, how's it going? And Greg's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just fucking trying to wake up Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus Peter and Bobby are asleep right in the other room. And Alice is right behind the kitchen. But you know, he's trying to whisper so he doesn't wake up Mickey, who's right in the family room. Yeah, yeah. And Greg's just talking normal Plus he's level. also fine, you know. <laughs> I don't fucking Mickey up. I'm not going to fucking deal with that shit. Right. Yeah. Scene. A savon. Savon. Up in the master bedroom. <laughs> Mike tosses and turns in bed until he wakes up. He looks around and doesn't see Carol. He calls out, honey. Carol stands next to the bed, apparently watching him sleep. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. 
Mike turns the lights on and asks, what time is it? Carol says, Mike. Mike, do something. <laughs> and she crawls back into bed with him. Mike says, no, I don't like that Mike. You say Mike like that when something's bothering you. He sits up and puts his arm around her. Carol says, well, do you think that everything is okay with the kids? Mike asks, why? Carol says, I don't know. I just have this feeling. Mike interrupts and says, uh-oh, here it comes. Women's intuition, huh? Carol says, well, you know I'm usually right about these things. Mike says, there's nothing to worry about. Carol says, you think so? Mike confirms, sure, I know so. Trust me, I'm a man. Everyone's going to be perfect. He then kisses her on the cheek. Carol says, okay, I guess you're right. I guess I just overthink too much. Mm. Mike says, that's because you're a woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carol didn't say that, neither did Mike, but Mike was thinking it. Mm-hmm. Mike says, come on, let's get some sleep. Carol agrees and lies back down. Mike turns the light off and they snuggle in bed. Oh, what hmm. was Carol wearing? I didn't notice. I only it's like some Peter kind wears. of really like like weird lingerie kind of stuff. It's like, what in the world? And what was the point of this scene? Um, to show that mother's intuition. This was, this was another filler scene is what this was. <laughs> this was somebody going, we're still three minutes short. What are we going to do? I don't know. Just have Carol like worry about shit. She did that, right? <laughs> Make sure she's wearing the flowiest nightgown. Remember, she's all about that flowy nightgown. She stuff. was, yeah, yeah. Flow hand or flowing. She was almost as 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 into that flowing nightgown as Bobby was into popcorn. <laughs> or as fucking Cindy loves yeah. stirring the She stirring loves the that fucking, shit. Yeah, she knew where that, where that special was or whatever. <laughs> but I made up all that sexist stuff just so everyone knows. Like, you know, what do you mean? You were saying that before we even started recording. <laughs> no, I meant like they didn't actually say those sexist lines in, this, oh, in the episode. Okay. They were just jokes for humor. Right. Wink, wink. So anyway, <laughs> this is where we take our next break. So everyone is home, but each are battling with their own secrets. Secrets, 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 secrets. And Carol is having a feeling that something is off. Will she figure it all out, Jimmy? I don't know. Does Carol have a working bullshit detector? No. Is Mike's on the fritz? Oh, shit. We'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Risky Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, <laughs> a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. 
Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. are back oh man that was a good break mm-hmm. that was a good break damn what'd you do i've refilled my drink amazing yeah and you know and then then like what crushed ice just saying like the good just ice saying. like you would get at sonic or kind of well i mean it's out of my fridge but yeah crushed ice sonic ice is the best though Mm, I don't know. Wawa's pretty good. Hmm. Not familiar with Wawa's ice, but hmm. I believe you. I trust well, you. It sounds like a like a Japanese metal band. <laughs> Wawa's ice. Wawa's ice. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, baby metal! Here comes Wawa's, Wawa's ice. ice. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway. Yes. So my you, my, had a, you had a topic for us. So here we go. go so ahead. my my birthday present came in. My pickups came in, and I'm super excited about it. They're for my guitar. Your wife bought you two trucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're pickups for my for my guitar. Oh, they, oh, I see. They have a really dumb name. They're called Blizzard of Fifty Nines. Does it have anything to do with Ozzy? No, I think it's a copy of the Gibson Fifty Seven pickups. <clears throat> but I don't know why. That's such a stupid name. That sounds like a racing horse. <laughs> in lane one we have blizzard of 59 like that's kind of weird names again <laughs> and out front is blizzard of 59 right behind her is grandma's briefcase and i don't know <laughs> so i'll probably put those in this weekend so I'm, I'm excited about it that's cool so with these new pickups how is it going to affect your guitar like is it like a better well, sounding or are they hotter or like what see i've always wanted a, a gibson sg right it's like my dream guitar that's the Angus Young guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the problem is the Gibson SGs are like a thousand dollars. Like they start like the cheapest used one I've seen is like $750. Right. Hmm. So that's a lot to pay for a guitar and it's more than I'm willing to spend, honestly. No, it's so, not. But, but my I Epiphone, mean, my Epiphone looks like a Gibson SG. It's made by Gibson, but it's an Epiphone. And so yeah. the biggest difference between the two of them, arguably, is uh, the pickups and the electronics. And so the 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 Gibson pickups that's in the SG are like three hundred dollars, three hundred something dollars for the set, which is that's a lot of. I can buy a guitar for that much. Um, <clears throat> so I found these ones that sound just like them, and they were a lot cheaper. And I think I'm going to go forward and and change out all the electronics, so it'll kind of be like a Gibson, but it won't be a Gibson. <laughs> it'll be the best so, thing next to a Gibson. Is this like a wish.com version of these pickups? No, or? it's a legit company. They're um they're waxed just like the the Gibson uh pickups are. Um and on a lot of the forums, um the Epiphone forums, everybody's saying like next to the the Seymour Duncan Pearly Gates uh or the Seymour Duncan 59s, um these are the best thing. So but yeah. like the Pearly Gates, they're just as expensive as the Gibsons. That's not a cheap alternative. That's an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> But these ones, there was a couple of people with Gibsons upgrading these. 
Well, that's like with the EMG pickup. So, like, I really wanted the active ones that were like 81, 85s, I think. But right. then I actually got a guitar with the passive ones that are like 50 somethings, and they sounded just as good. I had, as, well, like, I used to have one that had passive aggressive ones, and they're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess that's how you're going to play. I, just, I guess we're done. All right, whatever. <laughs> Passive aggressive pickup. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, oh, you're gonna play that again? Oh, it's like we've never heard that before. You know that doesn't sound like the real one, but whatever. I mean, it's your guitar, whatever. You do you, boo. <laughs> no, but oh, going back to awesome. your pickups, I remember you showed me a picture of it, and doesn't have it looked like it didn't have coils or not much of coils on well, the inside. Not, well, with the Gibsons, they're uh, they have the the caps on them, just like if you if you pull out a single coil from like a fender or something, that yeah. white part is a cap that goes over top of it, just like your EMGs. That's a cap that that I guess come right, on. right, right. Um, Gibson's really big on Gibson and Epiphone are really big on the the chrome caps that go over top. But if you take that off, yeah. it's it's a regular pickup. You can take those off. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like the caps. Caps look nice. Um, they say it's, it's a little like bit hotter the, uh, when you take the caps off, but I didn't get turned on. So, <laughs> have you seen the Hetfield ones, the EMG Hetfields? I think so. Yeah, as they're calling them. Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty nice too. They got some nice finishes on there. On His guitar is really expensive. <laughs> the Snake Bite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like his own personal one, Snake Bite. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm talking like about his signature like, models. <laughs> yeah. What's well, like yeah, the well, it's, uh, e- it's ESP man like he's yeah. obsessed with ESP but they're always expensive. Well, it's like if you look at Kirk Hammond stuff, he plays a lot of stuff. He doesn't stick to just just no. uh, yeah. He plays Ibanez. Um, he plays all kinds of different brands. But Angus Young has a signature guitar, and instead of having the the trapezoid shaped things on the the fretboard like Gibson does, it's got lightning bolts. And I've never seen that yeah. one. I've seen it for sale on Reverb a few times, but it never sells for less than five grand. It's like damn. damn. Hmm. That's a lot to spend on a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how so. cool is it though? But I mean, what's stupid about it is, well, I guess it's not stupid, but <clears throat> you know, Angus has been playing the same guitars since like the seventies. Literally, when he goes on tour, he uses the same guitars, and they're mm-hmm. custom wound Seymour Duncan sets made for him. Yeah. So he doesn't even play his own signature model. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he put out a signature model. He's like, I'm not playing that shit. Like, <laughs> then why do it? I don't know. I don't know. And he gets them <laughs> for free. Money? Like if he, if you get a signature model, my understanding is you, you get them the guitar for free. Like it's your signature oh, model. I'm sure. Yeah. But he, no, he, he's been using the same, he's got like a 71 SG and he's got like a 68 SG or something. Yeah. I remember hearing some, I don't remember who it was. It was a guitar player or a bass player. I forget which one, but they, they came to this rock star guy. I don't remember who it was. It'd right. be a lot cooler story if I did. Um, and they were like, hey, we want to build you a signature series, whatever mm-hmm. guitar. What guitar do you like? And then he, he, the guy was like, well, I really like the whatever guitar. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do as far as your changes for your signature model? And he was right. like, really nothing. Like, all I want to do is just add, uh, actually, it might have been Kiko. Maybe not. I don't remember now. But all they added was like, shit, it was something so stupid. I think it was, no, it was a bit, might have been Fieldy. I don't remember. Anyway, you just added some little like, handle somewhere not like a handle like fucking satriani does or whatever right, it is yeah, Steve but like it was like a little like thumb rest or something might have been for a base okay he's like i just want to add this little thing right here that's it other hmm. than that it's perfect just how it is and they're like okay <laughs> hmm and so that's that was weird. a signature series of course i 
don't have a name for you. Right. Or even whether it was a bass or a guitar, but <laughs> it was just kind of interesting. <laughs> cool story. Yeah. I mean, they, they finally came. There's two signature models that are interesting. One is uh, Brian May's signature model because yeah. he made that himself. Him and his dad made that guitar. So for them to come out with a signature model, they had to like redo one. And one of the <laughs> guitars he uses on tour was made for him by a fan. And they just made it as much like his as possible, according to the specs. And it's it's his backup guitar on stage. He uses that now. And the other one is um, Malcolm Young. Because Malcolm Young plays a Gretsch Firebird, or he played a Gretsch Firebird. And he yeah. took out the, the middle and the neck pickups because he was trying to find a new one. And he liked the sound so much that he just left them out. So when you get his signature model, those two pickups are missing. And I've heard stories mm. of people in guitar stores because it's it's aged, you know, it looks a little worn mm. and they leave the pickups out. But people in guitar stores are like, I'm not going to pay, you know, $3,500 for a guitar that's missing two of the pickups. It's like, then you have no business looking at the guitar. <laughs> if you don't understand, then you shouldn't be looking at it. But That's like freaking Van Halen and his fucking Frankenstrats and shit. That those was the Kramer. So I have, that's the guitar sitting next to me. I have those that are so ugly. Oh, I, with the red, with the stripes and stuff? No, not not the ones with like the paint job or anything, but like when they would Frankenstrat shit, you know, like yeah. they pull out like the pickups where it was made for humbucker and they'd stick yeah. a single coil in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would like have a spare spot. So he stuck a fucking lighter in there. You know, it's yeah. like, it looks so ghetto yeah, and no, I agree. cheap. Yeah. Looks pretty dumb. Terrible. Ugh. Hated it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. But enough about stuff that only three people listening care about. Yeah, we should get a cool guitar <laughs> like the one that Greg played in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> in an ugly I don't acoustic. Know what that was the acoustic or the electric? The acoustic. Just an ugly acoustic. No. So. I don't remember what electric he had. He had an electric? Yeah. Oh. One of the seasons uh, where he was like playing and strumming on the bed. It was probably a big hollow body or something. No, it was like a regular, like, it was some sort of strat. I don't know hmm. where it was, but okay. anyway. <sighs> Anywho, you ready to get back into it? I'm ready to get back into this. All right. So when we last left off, everyone is enjoying being at home for Christmas, but not enjoying their lies Ooh, that damn. they keep. Mm-hmm, I know. It's eating away at them like a midnight feeding of one of Alice's special pies. Oh, damn. Mm. Let's get back into it. Scene eight. <clears throat> a few moments later, we go back into the kitchen. Now sitting around the table are Greg, Bobby, Peter, Wally, Phil, Jan, Valerie, Cindy, and Marsha. Hmm. They sit quietly, all enjoying some of Alice's pie. Mm-hmm. Greg and yeah. Phil share an awkward look. They all continue to sit in silence, creating a very Brady awkward moment. As <laughs> if they all just had a regretful orgy gangbang between them all and Wally accidentally <laughs> grabbed Peter's balls. And Peter... Thought it was Valerie. I was like, ooh, put your pinky in. And then Greg <laughs> thought he was Marsha and did it. But then Marsha farted, but then had to take a breath in the middle of it. And Bobby <laughs> thought it was funny and started laughing. And now everything's all awkward. You know, tech, like we did in high school. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, you don't remember that time. We're good. <laughs> this was great about our show. It's so relatable. Exactly. But back upstairs in the master bedroom mike and carol continue to sleep and snuggle restfully with visions of sugar plums (laughs) 
<laughs> Dancing in their heads. Hell yeah. <laughs> with monokerchief and I my cap as Peter lays down his <laughs> nightgown. Fucking. I love how the kitchen like magically grew because there was not that much room around that table. <laughs> like if you remember back in the day, they'd put like four kids around it because there wasn't any room. And now they have like. 15 people sitting around the table. <laughs> um, I know. I was about to say, uh, in Cousin Oliver, where the fuck is Cousin Oliver? Isn't oh like my God. I Christmas? Wow. That tells you how much I liked Cousin Oliver. I didn't even like think about him at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. And then I'm going to mention him like, well, how come Cousin Oliver didn't come to Christmas? You know, he would have broke shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's Christmas Eve and they spent it eating junk food all together again. Like they all sat around the table like old times eating junk food. And they're yeah. depressed, like poor little babies. You know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds like the best Christmas Eve ever. I thought you said they had an orgy. Well, yeah, but afterwards they were all moping around <laughs> about it because, you know, Marsha farted. And it's like, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> you know, is it really Christmas Eve? I thought it was, yeah. Because in a minute, spoiler alert, in a minute, um, uh, Flohan goes in to wake up Jan. And I thought, I thought they made it clear that it's Christmas morning. Nope, she just says no. breakfast. Is oh, okay. All right, never mind then. No, I don't think it is yet, but I don't know. Scene nine. Morning finally comes. I say that because I kept thinking every scene was the next morning when it wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> fuck, when's it going to be morning? <laughs> morning finally comes. Lucky morning. Hell yeah. In Jan's room. Jan and Phil sleep away. We see Phil sleeping in his chair while Jan remains in the bed. Suddenly, a knock at the door. Oh, damn. A rap on the door. No. With Ma and her Kurt. No. <laughs> Carol a rap calls- on the door? <laughs> Flo heads out there. <laughs> dropping beats and shit. Spitting rhymes. No. Dropping, dropping mics. <laughs> Ow! Why do you keep doing that? Carol, stop it! <laughs> Carol calls through the door. Jan! <laughs> <laughs> Time to get up. Breakfast is ready. Phil no, wakes up. They were what? just down in the kitchen. Breakfast ain't ready. <laughs> that was the night before. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I thought it was morning. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so confused by how light it is outside. That's right. <laughs> well, now it's morning, but yeah. And the lighting was bad. <laughs> Jan, time to get up. Breakfast is ready. Phil wakes up due to the knocking and falls into an open file drawer. Mm. He appears to be stuck and can't get out of the drawer. Jan jolts awake and scrambles to help Phil out of the drawer. That was a lot of drawers. That was a lot of drawers, Jan. <laughs> Carol continues to knock. Jan? Philip? <laughs> what happened? And Jan responds, uh, Merry Christmas. See, that's why I thought it was Christmas morning. Why would she say that? <laughs> it's just a greeting around Christmas time. You've never like gone somewhere and they're like, okay, have a Merry Christmas. Merry well, Christmas. yeah, that's true. Today I was in the bathroom and I was taking a long time. My wife knocks on the door and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Carol can clearly hear moans and groans from Phil and Jan attempting to get him out of the door, oh. Carol barges into the room anyway yeah, and exactly. says, Merry Christmas. Carol looks down and sees Phil in a drawer and Jan a hold of his leg. Phil awkwardly chuckles. Carol cocks her head sideways and says, Time to get up, Philip. Philip says, Yeah, uh, um, Jan says, We can explain, Mom. As Jan helps Phil out of the drawer and onto his feet, he says, 
We haven't been exactly sleeping in the same bed lately. <laughs> Jan was like, damn, you just went straight to it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jan says, uh, we haven't been exactly sleeping in the same house. Phil says, yeah. Yeah, well, we haven't slept in the same universe. <laughs> it's like they're trying to outdo each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil says, yeah, we've been... Uh, been having problems. Carol looks at a young couple in concern. Jan goes on, well, Phil thinks I don't love him anymore. <laughs> Phil turns to Jan and says, well, you don't. Jan oh, argues, I know. <laughs> then why would I get out of bed to cover you with a blanket? Phil says, I don't know, pity? Oh, Jan continues to her mother. He even said, thanks. He hasn't thanked me in months. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Moving from an associate professor to a full professor has made him impossible. Phil says, I have my work. Carol just silently watches as the argument goes on. Jan says, okay, you have your work. You know, being an architect isn't easy either, but I made time for us. To me, a husband and wife are more important than the uh, migrating habits of the Gray Lake Goose. Oh, damn. Phil corrects her. Gray Lag Goose. Jan sighs and says, Gray lag goose, sorry. Phil takes a second and says, I didn't know you knew it was a goose. Oh, I thought you were stupid. <laughs> Jan says, Well, of course I knew it was a goose. I was proud of your research, but that goose kept you from being there the day we cut the ribbon on the Mansfield project. Oh, come on now, that's the Mansfield project. That's fucked up. Was <laughs> again the fucking <laughs> damn I keep forgetting it. From Step Brothers, where it was the, the fucking wine. I don't remember. Uh, the wine spritzer? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Catalina wine. Catalina, yeah, Catalina, Catalina wine mixer. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, the, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> Phil says, I had to make personal sacrifices. Jan <laughs> sighs and says, I know. It's just that I didn't want to be one of those personal sacrifices. That's right. Damn. She preach it, sister. She turns around. She's like, yes, I've been holding on that one, too. That must have hurt so bad. God, I felt good. I bet he's thinking, damn, she really got me with that one. <laughs> Jam slips away from Phil. Carol's still feeling very much at home in front of this awkward moment between her daughter and son-in-law. Still just stands there observing. Wow. Phil steps closer to Jan and says, you mean you really covered me every night with a blanket? Jan, with her back turned, like, you know, I'm so proper. Yeah. Yes. Phil sighs and says, Jan. Jan turns around and asks, what? <laughs> Phil says, perhaps we should have discussed this before it was too late. Carol still stands there and nods like she's watching a fucking episode of her stories. Yeah, exactly. Jan looks into Phil's eyes and says, Philip. If it were too late, do you really think we would have come here to spend Christmas together? Oh. Phil smiles and says, oh, Jan. Jan puts her arms around his face. No. <laughs> Jan puts her arms up to his face. That's weird, too. Jan. <clears throat> Jan. <laughs> I picture her like. <laughs> How do you rub somebody's <clears throat> face with your forearms? That's weird. Jan, 
Jam puts her hands up to his face and says, Yes. Phil continues, Maybe we should have our discussion. Jane giggles, and then they kiss for a long time. Right. Phil pulls her closer. He kisses her neck in front of Carol. In front of her mother. <laughs> Carol, now finally feeling the boundaries of social contact, loudly clears her throat. <laughs> While Phil practically dry humps Jan in front of her mother, Jan looks over and Carol giggles and says, Oh. <laughs> they pull away from each other as Jan says, Thanks, Mom, for bringing us back together. Phil looks at Carol, too, and says, Thanks, Mom. Carol says, Me? All I said was time to get up. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> the couple hold each other as Jan giggles again. Carol steps backwards out of the room as she says, you can be late for breakfast. If you know what I mean. And I think you do. <laughs> and she then, then she like winks at Jan Hell and yeah. then gives a blowjob hand sign to her. And Jan spreads her two fingers apart and sticks her tongue out. What a great <laughs> new family tradition between mother and daughter. You should do that at your in-law, uh, your step-parent, or your, your dad's step-mom's house. <laughs> Are you sure you got that right? No. <laughs> I'm still not sure. I keep wanting to say in-laws because I have I a mother-in-law and I feel <laughs> like you should too. I don't know. Doesn't like, everyone have in-laws? Yeah. Well, not everybody. <laughs> Once the door shuts, Phil looks at Jan like a fat kid looks at a breakfast buffet. I know that he looks. He walks her over to the bed. They kiss some more and he derobes her. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be late for breakfast. Uh, yeah, we're going to have breakfast up here. <laughs> Jan's like, oh, <laughs> I forgot my joke now. Damn it. Sausage and tacos. Um, I was gonna why? Say, oh, damn it. It was George Glass. I was going to be like, oh, Todd Glass. Oh. That's not right. <laughs> oh, Philip Glass. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> Philip Glass with boy. <laughs> Why in the hell were the drawers open in the first place? They weren't open when they went to bed. No, he was like sitting in the chair and he had his feet in the drawer. And oh. they slid out. That seems I don't know weird. Why. Um, why was Flo Hen even in this scene? <laughs> well, she had to wake him up. Well, the point was for them to talk out loud about their problems, which right. they probably but they hadn't said done that without her like, like standing there, like just gawking at them. It's because creepy. they were explaining to her what their problems were and they hadn't done that to each other. <laughs> sure. Just be on their side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I know, right? What a fucking bitch. <laughs> and see, I still think it's Christmas morning. Cause I'm like, and it took Christmas morning and Carol <laughs> to make them talk about all this crap. Um, but my last note is <laughs> they're going to hump. <laughs> and their mother knows it exactly. Yeah, yeah. As it makes it worse. Imagine how weird it's gonna be when she goes to breakfast. She's gonna be like, "So how was it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need more sausage?" I'm just curious. <laughs> or like Phil having to come out and look at his mother-in-law in the face, knowing that she knows what the fuck he just did mm-hmm. to her little girl. <laughs> yeah. So how yeah. pissed would you be if you were being woken up for breakfast on your vacation? Yeah, I'd be. Well, I don't know. Like, I say you specifically. I wouldn't be pissed because I'd probably already be up. But right, but I wouldn't I be you pissed because I'm in somebody else's house. And plus, it would be if it was the house I grew up in. That's different. 
You know, if it was my mom waking me up in the house I grew up in, that's, you know. Okay, what about, like, does Megan like sleeping? Does your wife like sleeping? No. I don't think so. But, like, let's say she did. Let's say she sleeps till, like, noon or one. That's her normal, like, day off routine. Mm-hmm. And here it is, like, 7.30 in the morning, and here comes right. your mom. Jimmy, you know you have to work tomorrow. No, Jimmy, he's time <laughs> to get up there. And then you know your wife likes to sleep in. Like, right. You'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like... Like, I don't mind you waking me up, but don't wake up my whole family. But see, I don't know. That's different to me. Like, if I stay at somebody's house, I feel really bad sleeping until like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're in somebody else's. So they're supposed to be quiet half the day because your lazy ass is in there sleeping. So I feel a little bit differently about it. It's like that scene from Meet the Parents where he was staying at at her parents' house. Right. And then it was like, I don't know, like the first morning and he kind of oversleeps. And walks downstairs, and there's like all these fucking people in the house, and mm. it was like a big brunch thing, and he's coming down in PJs and messy hair, and everybody's like, "Oh hey, sleepyhead!" And he's like, <laughs> "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, and he's like talking to her, like, "Why didn't you wake me up? Why well, know you like to sleep? Like, not in some, not when I'm a guest in somebody's house." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I would feel about too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Scene ten. Light. Lighter, really? <clears throat> Later, mm. Mike is out for a morning jog, looking like Robin Williams in the birdcage, <laughs> along, with, <laughs> along with Wally and Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Mike asks, get a chance to exercise on the road much? Wally, sounding out of breath, says, no, my uh, <laughs> work keeps me pretty busy. <sighs> and I'd like to thank my choreographer <laughs> and my director. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty, pretty busy. <laughs> <coughs> That's what he's missing. That's a big cough. Mm-hmm. Mike says, you got to make sure you take free time when you can, Wally. You know what they say, all work and no play. Wally, sounding really out of breath, says, right. I'll have to remember that next time I'm not so busy working. Because <sighs> I'm working. And, you know. <laughs> you it's know, a, lot of, a lot of work. I'm at the <laughs> office all the time. <laughs> Just then, Mike spots the neighbor outside watering his plants. Mike yells out, Hey, Leonard! Mike, Leonard. Wally, <laughs> Mike, Wally, and Mickey run up to an older gentleman in his robe watering plants outside. Mike says, Merry Christmas. Leonard says, Merry Christmas, Mike. Mike asks, Doing your eight o'clock feeding? Leonard says, Well, it's eight o'clock and I'm uh, <laughs> feeding my plant. So, yeah. Guess you could say what that. What do you think? No, he says, "Yep, you can set your clock by it." Mike and Leonard just old man laugh. <laughs> Is that like Tack and Jimmy laugh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> did you did you add old man laugh? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I, I did that. I guess. I did, as far as I've seen it. That's why I was clear, asking for clarification. Kind of funny. <laughs> Mike says, this is my son-in-law, Wally. Sorry, it's just a silly name. This is my son-in-law, Wally Logan. Wally, this is Leonard Prescott. Leonard asks, Marsha, Jan, or Cindy? Wally says, Marsha, hi. Wally steps in and shakes Mr. Prescott's hand. Mr. Prescott smiles and says, nice. <laughs> no, sorry. Cause Marsha, nice to uh-huh. meet you. 
Mike then says, this is Mickey. Leonard says, is he named after you, Mike? Mickey with some toots says, <laughs> well, he couldn't be named after me, could he? Oh, While he tries to get on to him, but Leonard says, well, he's right. Got a good sense of logic, that kid. <laughs> Mike says, you and Wally have a lot in common. Leonard says, oh, we've both seen Marsha Negan. <laughs> <laughs> Wally's like, what's that now? No. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Mike goes on. Leonard is Leonard Prescott of Prescott Toys. Wally impressed now says, really? Prescott Toys? Leonard says, yeah. Mike goes on. He makes toys. You sell them. <laughs> Leonard asks, is that right? Leonard looks at Mike and says, remember when I told you that my best salesman relocated about a month ago? I wonder if Wally would be interested. Mike says, oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. From what I know about it, Wally's number one at Tyler Toys. <laughs> Wally, now getting flustered, says, yeah, but I, I, uh, Leonard goes on, any chance of stealing Tyler's star salesman? Mike says, well, I mean, you never know, but, but why don't you talk to Wally about that? Wally says, that's a good idea, Mr. Prescott. Talk to Wally. Wally turns to Mike and says, I'll see you back at the house, dad. Mike says, uh, yeah, see you, Leonard. We got to jog along. Mike hmm. takes Mickey and then leaves Mr. Prescott and Wally to discuss. Hmm. As Mike carries Mickey away, Mike says, thank you, Mickey. Mickey asks, for what? Mike says, for telling me your dad can play with you all day because he doesn't have to go to work anymore. Mickey says, oh, that was nothing. Mike says, yeah, well, it's something. Mike stops and observes Mr. Prescott and Wally getting along. Wally helps Mr. Prescott water his flowers. Just then, Mickey looks at Mike and says, want to race? Mike says, okay, go. Mickey runs off and says, I'll beat you. Mike laughs and gives him a head start and then runs after him and trips him. <laughs> no, he doesn't trip him. <laughs> I mean, I like that last little part. I thought that, like, maybe Mike's bullshit detector was on point mm -hmm. and he just, quote, like, knew exactly. while yeah, he yeah, needed yeah. a job just from picking up on signs and social yeah. cues, you know? It would have been better that way. Especially at the beginning where he said something like, oh, you're a lucky man, you know, and say something about toys for Christmas and stuff. Yeah. 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 Seemed extraneous at the time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can't take one. See, I'm still thinking it's Christmas morning. <laughs> so my note is they can't take one day off from running. Like it's Christmas morning and they're out jogging. Um, dude, Mike looks so gay in this. I'm sorry. He just, that must have been his own wardrobe for real. Like, <laughs> Come on. Just because it was like a pastel running suit. And I think you could see his chest hair blowing in the because wind. Because he, he literally looked, at Rob, looked like Robin Williams in the bird <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure his chest hair waved high to me. I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> Scene 11. Now at dinner, everyone is around the dining room table all dressed up. Mike stands at the head of the table and says, A few months ago, your mother and I celebrated our 20th anniversary. 20 years ago, Carol and you three girls and I and you three boys came together. Nice. That's a, that's a family tradition right there. <laughs> <laughs> and in time, became one. Now that one has grown. So this is a very Brady Christmas. Oh, sorry. This is a very special Christmas for your mother and me. 
to have so many members of our family to be gathered here together in this house. We do realize that, of course, for some of you, it was more difficult getting here than it was for others. But we're here. Jan and Phil look at each other and smile. Aww. Mike goes on. That's the important thing. We're family. We've learned to face problems together. We've learned to be honest with each other. We found that some days' difficulties turn into next day's blessings. I believe that we found our strength in God and each other. Carol, now feeling touched, takes Mike's hand. And puts it where? (laughs) (laughs) You're not a ruiner moment, Jimmy. You're nothing but a moment ruiner. (laughs) While he says, Mike, can I say something? Mike says, sure, Wally, I guess. Fuck. It's not like I was going somewhere with this. about you. <laughs> Mickey, sitting at the kids' table, says, Oh, boy, here it comes. Cindy, who's also sitting at the kids' table, <laughs> along with Jessica and Kevin, shushes Mickey. Wally says, Well, I haven't been honest with the family. I lost my job. Of course, nobody's shocked by this. Nope. <laughs> and we're just like, and? <laughs> and because I wasn't honest... I almost lost a wonderful new job I got from Mr. Prescott. So I'd just like to tell everyone that I'm sorry. Marcia says, don't be sorry. Just be Wally. That's her new t-shirt. That's her new t-shirt, Jimmy. Yeah, there you go. I still (laughs) think we need one that says, in a world full of skippers, be a Gilligan. (laughs) And nobody emailed in. Nobody wrote in. Don't do it now. No, 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 no. We asked weeks ago. No, don't do it now. (laughs) But we had asked people their opinion, and not a damn person sent in anything. Well, what about our new shirt that's going to say, don't be sorry, just be Wally? Uh-huh. Let's see what the people think about that. They ain't going to think about it. They ain't going to write in. <laughs> that's reverse psychology. They're going to be like, I'll show him. And they're all typing away on the computers. <laughs> Mike says, here, here. And they all just laugh. Marsha and Wally now make out. Not just a pack. But a full-on make-out session. What is it with making out in this movie? What the hell? In front of everyone. At the dinner table. (laughs) Mickey and Kevin cover their eyes while Jessica watches and smiles. The camera cuts back to Wally and Marsha as they still make out. Yeah. Seriously. At the table. While the family watches. This this, This must have been the most awkward scene to film for them. Yeah. For Marsha and Wally. All the kissing scenes are really long in this it movie. It is, yeah. Just then, thank God, Alice walks in and says, Sorry, folks, I was just looking for those pies I made. Alice stops talking and notices the dry humping Marsha and Wally are still doing. Damn. Alice, feeling the awkwardness that apparently nobody else is feeling, says, I guess I go back in the kitchen and try to find out what happened to them pies. <laughs> Alice exits back to the kitchen. Hmm. Mike, finally sensing some sort of awareness, says, Wally. Wally. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Damn, I'm impressed. Wally Marsh <laughs> continued to make out. For the love of God, please stop. <laughs> For the love of God. Mike finally taps his glass with a spoon and the whole family yells, Wally. Gilligan <laughs> Wally and Marsha finally stop kissing And they all just laugh mm-hmm. Mike goes on 
Wally, this ain't about you. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't necessarily talking about you, dipshit. Just then, Cindy stands up from the kids' table and says, I think you were talking about me, Dad. My guess, I was? (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave off in this episode. I got a feeling one by one, no. You were talking about me. It's like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. I know, that's kind of where I think this is going. (laughs) This is so stupid. So wasn't it about me and like my wanting to be balled up instead of being here? It's about me and Philip. (laughs) We just hung for the first time in front of mom. (laughs) It's about me. I dropped out of school and became a race car driver. No, not about you either. Me and Cindy (laughs) still make out in the doghouse. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's funny because you can kind of tell it's a soundstage because none of the windows are open (laughs) all (laughs) of the curtains all of the blinds are shut you you don't get any shots outside whatsoever from the house nothing i know you don't even see the backyard i don't even do the backyard what the fuck like them shirt those curtains were shut tight (laughs) nope not even any light comes in damn By the way, Mike said this is their 20th anniversary they just mm-hmm. had. No, technically it'd be their 19th. Ooh, damn. Yeah, they got married in 69. This is, came out in 88. Yeah. Let's do some math here. Even Bobby's math could fucking figure exactly. this out. Correctly. He loves math. <laughs> oh, no, that's popcorn. Never mind. <laughs> but anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's, that's the, the end of this part episode. Three. Yeah. Stay tuned for next week for the final conclusion, part oh, four. Of a very pretty Christmas. Yes. Hmm. Jimmy, I got a couple of things to. Well, I got an email to read. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, some audio to play. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, which one do you want to hear first? Okay. Surprise me. Okay. So, the email comes to us from uh, Anne. Anne G, Gross. I will say. <clears throat> and Ann says, Hi, Tech and Jimmy. Hi. That's how I always read it. I don't know if that's how they're saying it, but that's how I read it. They probably are saying it. <laughs> I discovered your podcast on Spotify while in a nostalgic tier for everything 1960s and 70s. Nice. Of course, the Brady Bunch was at the top of my list, mm-hmm. and that is when I started listening to the real Brady Bros. Okay. Soon your podcast was suggested on my Spotify stream <laughs> as I was, and I was hooked. You often accompany me on my daily walks, and I'm so happy that you are back to dissecting the Bradys with a very Brady Christmas this month. Certainly makes the walks more enjoyable, and I'm sure people are wondering what I'm listening to <laughs> when I'm laughing out loud along the trail. <laughs> and just hearing you guys break out in uncontrollable laughter gets me going. Mm. Puts me in a great mood. Oh, that's nice. Aw, Ian. (laughs) I'm writing not only to thank you for your hilarious analysis of the Brady Bunch episodes, but to ask if you're familiar with Closer Classic TV podcast. Mm -mm. Me neither. Uh, There aren't many episodes, and I'm not sure if they're still producing as the last date was in 2020. Mm, However, there are four episodes dedicated to the Brady Bunch that I found very interesting, including interviews with Lloyd Schwartz, Christopher Knight, and one dedicated to Ann B. Davis. Well, good for them. That's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, as Brady aficionados, you probably know how much of the information in these interviews, but I learned a few new things about the show and found them very interesting. Okay. Just thought I would pass this along. Thanks again for the laughs and appreciating and loving a show that I grew up with in the 60s. At 61, I grew up watching the Brady Bunch when it first came on the airways, and I'm somewhat charmed that guys your age have a love for this show. <laughs> Sometimes they answer your questions out loud when you don't get a certain <laughs> reference from that generation. I wish there was a live chat room at those times. <laughs> That'd be interesting to do like a live one, yeah. Friday nights for me were awesome with the great lineup. The Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, Donnie Marie, and Love American Style. I think that's right. <laughs> Is that a like, porn? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't mean Love American Style, I mean Donnie Marie. Is that porn? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's those two people that dated that looked alike. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a safe and happy holiday season with your families and continued success with your podcasts. Sincerely, Anne. Aww. Yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> this reminded me of um, um, something my wife had told me. She, my wife is on audible.com. Yeah. And um, I'm not, there. I don't have a service or whatever, but um, yeah. she was saying that apparently we're on audible.com. I didn't yeah, know. Are. But apparently you can leave reviews on audible and I guess we got a review oh, on audible. That. And she, she read the review, but she told me the gist of it was um, that I guess somebody had wanted to listen to it with their kids because the Brady mm -hmm. Bunch, the kids. And their note was, I really wish it said advisory explicit, you know, language or whatever. But it does it on the artwork. It says that. It does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does on the artwork. So we apologize if it's small and you couldn't see it. But in our defense, it does say that on, on the artwork. So it says it not only on the artwork itself, but well, I know like on Apple Podcasts, it'll say I have an E in there for explicit. Okay. Because so. I specifically, I upload every episode with explicit content. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if for the person that wrote that review, we, we genuinely apologize, but we, in our defense, we, it does say explicit language. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So we are on Amazon music, which turns to audible. It's okay. the same thing. So, yeah. But cool, cool, cool. Oh, I do have another thing to play. So we also received an audio message. And uh, Jimmy, I think you know who this is. With the man with the name so nice, he says it twice. That's right. Good old Glenn Glenn sends another little audio message, and here it is. Hey there, guys. Glenn Glenn from Australia. Hey, thanks for the shout-out. Appreciate it. And, Tack, yes, I do have your back as far as ACDC goes. They are referred to as Akadaka, quite correct. Hmm. Alas, uh, referred to by people that usually end up in the back of the concert hall covered in their own blood and urine and vomit <laughs> because the rest of the 20,000-strong crowd absolutely pelted them to a pulp because they use the term akadaka. So, yeah, it's best not to use it if you do come to our country um, unless you want to go home with about uh, minus 31 teeth. Nice. But, uh, yes, again, enjoy the show, guys. Thanks for the shout-out. And um, the Australian accent... Was was spot on. Was spot on. Nice. Just uh, don't use those uh, either around any of the chicks because uh, you'll be going home sucking your own cocks. See you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nice, nice. <sighs> That's I'm awesome. used to going home like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me uh, want to go to Australia. It really does. I'm not even, I'm not even to go to Australia. <clears throat> I've always wanted to go. I've been, yeah. yeah. Just thinking about all the women like. 
probably look like a Livy Newton John, and that excites me. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> well, we appreciate the email from Anne, oh, yeah. and of course our little audio message from exactly. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Always enjoy those. <laughs> um, keep them coming, Glenn. Glenn, that's those are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we have to ask more like Australian questions. Maybe exactly. it can be like our, you know, what's that like? It can be like our. On on the spot reporter from Australia. Well, see, like, <laughs> what's it, it called? Like, it does make me wonder because if you look at the charts, um, like we we were we had a little spike in Zimbabwe, and I think we had a spike in Hong Kong, and a couple of other places. Canada comes up a lot, and mm. it does make me wonder though because there's a lot of things that doesn't that don't make a whole lot of sense to us. And, and we were from the United States where this was yeah. was filmed. So it does make me wonder, like in other countries, how does it translate? Like, it, it, are there things mm. where like for Glenn Glenn, are there things that, that are in the Brady Bunch where you're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, I'm curious to know, like, you know, is there anything? Yeah. What's the most confusing or dumb thing that you've seen on the Brady Bunch that just didn't translate well <laughs> you know, <laughs> across the Pacific, you know? Yeah, but no, like our numbers are going up in Australia. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's Glenn Glenn, man. He don't, <laughs> don't, don't mess around out there. <laughs> What's he doing out there, man? Is exactly. He like spreading? He's he's doing homework is what we he's do. doing. We need to send him like a free shirt or something, man. Like He's like, yeah, Australia is our number two now behind the United States. Boom. Australia is beating Canada and the UK. Come on, UK. You can, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they called Canada. it Akadaka. Same. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we appreciate that, Glenn Glenn yeah. and Anne, of course. And and you know what we did here? We had fun today. And remember, we do love the show. Uh, it's just a good time and lots of nostalgia. Also, we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't be possible. Uh, and of course, we're looking at you, Jenny and Jim. But Jenny and Jim, this week is a little bit different. It's no longer seven minutes in heaven for you guys. Like we actually have, <laughs> we actually have new producers. This is awesome. Nice. Aunt Martha's totem pole. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that interesting. Yeah, that's a weird <clears> name. It's a long a, name. Yeah, I think uh, I had a cousin named that. I think I'm pretty sure. You, well, I had a crush on a girl in high school named that. Must be a family name. Yeah. Um, and Lauren S. We know Lauren nice. S. Lauren S. We is do. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you chit chatted with her more than I have, but yeah. yeah I'm I still I'm still is. waiting for her son's rendition of the Brady. Um, oh theme yeah, her son's on, like a little rock star. Yeah, now, on right? her on his strat. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can actually see the improvement on him. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I was like, damn, let's leave this kid go. And what's funny is his guitar is not that much different than mine. I've got a '70s classic vibe, and it looks like <laughs> his might be a Squire, which is the '70s classic vibe is a Squire too. So we have very similar guitars. So nice, nice, nice. Yes. All right, so we're gonna hand out some homework, and Glenn Glenn's doing his. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah, it's he is. clear. We can see that. <clears throat> but um, check out the website. Yes. At com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, and apparently Spotify. Not Spotify. What did I say? <laughs> Audible. Audible. And Audible. I didn't know we were on Audible. Uh, so yeah. do a rate and review on um, on those four. <laughs> uh, tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, then I don't know. Sign up for that. Uh, what is that? Evil Christmas? <laughs> like Evil Christmas. Like baby elephant or... White elephant oh, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Asshole Christmas gift exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like Secret Santa stuff, like yeah. just write on a piece of paper, <clears throat> go watch a very ready or go listen to a very ready podcast. Or what you could do is you can go out and buy a pet parrot and teach yeah. it, watch a very ready podcast. And that way anybody that hears it will watch. Well, listen. 
No, I'm watch. sorry. Listen, yeah. Well, they'll watch their their phone. I guess, <laughs> probably, I <don't> know. Yeah. <clears throat> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Just like Angie and Glenn Glenn did. Hmm. hmm. Uh, join the Facebook group and join in all the conversations and all the fun. And man, there's some good content getting loaded up lately yeah. on there. There is. It's yeah. It's really picking Facebook up. Group. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> if you would like to be a producer, if you're looking at Aunt Martha's totem pole and Lauren S and being like, man, I want to do that. You can. You can totally mm-hmm. do that. Go over to www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Or just like there's a lot of content going up on Facebook right now. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Yes. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And most importantly, if you don't do anything else, just go watch A Very Brady Christmas or yes. Gilligan's Island. We're going to get back to that here coming yes, up are. soon. Or go so, watch episodes of The Brady Bunch that you like. Just go watch it. Just send it. Yeah. Or watch um, old episodes of Night Court on Amazon Prime. Because we got the new Good, Good bass line in that song. Yeah, right? Um, because we got the new Nightcore coming out soon, so and John one? Larroquette is going to be in it. So. Oh no! Oh, oh Nightcore! I oh, thought said Network. I'm like, wait, wait, what? There's a new Network? What? <laughs> cool, cool. So, unless there's anything else, I have been Jimmy, and I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast, and we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.